welcome to the Puppet Podcast. Not on the road, but from all around the world. We interview more and more puppeteers. And I'm really glad to have someone from Los Angeles tonight. And it's in the afternoon over there. But here in Montreal, we are six. So let's just bring him in the screen. Jared, mesdames et messieurs. Yes. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me, Claudio. Hey, I'm really happy. Jared Ramirez. You, you have kind of an artistic name also. I saw on Facebook oh, yeah. you, 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 oh, you yeah. spell your name uh, differently. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I did without any of the vowels in my name because, uh, you know, there, there are some people after me. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. But uh, yeah, yeah, I just have it spelled that way. That's um, that's cool. That's uh, artistic at the same time. Yeah, you could say that. A lot of people do just spell my name with J-R-D, and it's just kind of stuck. So. <laughs> But that's cool. That's, yeah. that's your your personality there. Sorry. You are a puppeteer. We, we get in touch by our friends, Helen Day, that we interviewed yes. a few weeks ago. That's yes, amazing. Yes, I love Helen. Yeah, she's wonderful. She's, yeah, talented a lot. So yeah, could you just bring us some of your um, background? I, I I love when the puppeteer introduce himself. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about you. Well, um, yeah, I've been. I'm 28 years old. I'll be 29 uh, on the 9th of May. And uh, I've been doing this for, for like, at least in pursuit of a professional puppetry career for almost 10 years now. Um, puppets were definitely always a part of my life. I grew up loving them and stuff. But uh, yeah, as a serious, like turning the, the love of the craft into hobby, into profession, like over the course of almost a decade now. And um, I've been very fortunate. I've had a lot of amazing opportunities. I got to train at the Jim Henson Company on La Brea yeah. here in Hollywood. And um, then for the last four years, I spent working at the Bob Baker Marionette Theater, which is the oldest running uh, marionette puppet theater in the United States. Um, and that's been, it's a just, a, it's an institution of 55 years. And I, it was a, honestly my life's greatest honor to work there and to gain the experience of marionettes. Um, I've done a lot of stuff for film and TV as well. Uh, my work can be seen on ABC, um, MTV, Adult Swim, which is a program here. And then I was one of the coolest jobs I also got to do was um, performing at the uh, at, live at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh um, my God! Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was really an incredible experience. Uh, I was doing some puppetry with the Bob Baker Marionettes on stage with the band Pink Martini. They're kind of a, an amazing world band. They're really, really fantastic. Um, and then I did some stuff for Mystery Science Theater 3000 as well. They, uh, they were releasing DVD menus, and I got to puppeteer miniature versions of the robots from that show, which was so cool. I did like five or six box sets of that. Amazing. That's incredible. And I, for those who maybe don't know Bob Baker, and mm. uh, it's I've been there in the in the past, like about 10 years ago. And oh yeah, it's before really, my time. Um, yeah, a string puppet theater really like uh, have a lot of show every day. A lot of children like for birthday party, and and 
and many shows like they are proactive mm -hmm. in the Los Angeles area. They are so, so cool. Absolutely. Especially now. I mean, they, uh, they just moved from their historic home of, of 55 years. They moved to Highland Park and it was really scary um, because Bob passed away now. It's been over five years since he passed, but um, at that time, I don't think anyone knew if the theater would be able to to last and make it um, uh -huh. beyond that point. And they succeeded, and they have a wonderful new location um, in Highland Park. And the foot traffic, like they, you know, the it's so much more accessible in this new location. So they're they're really lucky, and they're just going strong. So I'm could not be more happy for them. That's amazing. One anecdote is I really always remember Bob Baker. When you know I was from Montreal, it was like I said I I work a little bit with Cirque du Soleil, and he just put put the purpose there. Like you work with Cirque du Soleil, <laughs> I was like, and finally ten years after I'm working and I have a, a main role in the Cirque du Soleil production. So that's kind of an anecdote about this company. Wow. I, I really admire those kind of fellow men who build it from from the basic of it. They just promote yeah. this resort so much. Uh, my first question I always ask is what makes for you the art of puppetry an art that you really cherish? Oh, wow. Um, boy, how much time do I have? I'm just oh, kidding. We, uh, we, we have time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, wow. I could like, I could go on and on, honestly. Um, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing the way it connects people and I've been recently doing a lot of work and studying uh, clown mm -hmm. and so that I'm just finding this like wonderful before I mean a lot of my experience pre-puppetry was in comedy and or uh, improv comedy uh -huh. and a lot of these other performance styles seem to lend itself to puppetry or at least my approach but um, recently like the more philosophical parts of like the tenets of clowning um, are, are things that are just like so beautiful, so many themes that have like really elevated my experience, not just as a, as a performer, but I mean, being a part of a community and the way that I'm able to connect with an audience or people of all ages through the use of puppetry. Um, I just find that puppets, whether or not like an, uh, a large, effort is made to hide an illusion or create yeah. an illusion where you don't see the puppeteer like it it's something that is so impactful in terms of suspending someone's disbelief whether they're young or old um, whether they're cynical and they don't like puppetry and they they end up watching the show and they get they sort of zoom in on the performance of it because it's it's something that's it's magic that is tangible and right there in your in your face, in your eyes, yeah. with so little done in order to trick you, and yet it just sweeps you away, you know, right, right before your very eyes, without having to pull the wool over your eyes or fleece or you know whatever. Yeah, totally. That's amazing. And the other one is like how and when your crush for puppetry happened. Oh boy. Um, well, I mean, like many kids uh, who start or like, you know, people of all ages who, who get into puppetry, it began for sure with a love of the work of Jim Henson. Um, yeah. My older brother was is 10 years older than me and or 11 years older than me. And I 
grew up with almost feel I was born in 1991, but I still grew up feeling like an eighties kid. Cause I loved, I like all the movies that he was into is like things that were passed down to me, like dark crystal and labyrinth. Um, yeah. The Muppet Show, which is before his time, but the version of the Muppets that were on when I was a kid was called Muppets Tonight. And I loved that show. And so, yeah, I mean, needless to say, I, I loved all that work. But when I was in about second grade, I stumbled. I was a very, like, bizarre kid. I liked, like, you know, vaudeville and old musicals and Looney Tunes. And I had a very, like art <laughs> my like love of performance came from things that were like way before my time and so i fell in love with um, charlie mccarthy and edgar bergen the ventriloquist and i watched a lot of his movies and wc fields movies and i got my first ventriloquist doll when i was in second grade and uh, that was it was something that i didn't end up pursuing as far as like throwing your voice uh -huh. i still don't do that but I feel like my approach as a puppeteer is closest to the style of a ventriloquist than any other style, because I love more than anything to explore the relationship between the puppeteer and the puppet and the duality of playing yeah. the both characters simultaneously. Yeah, that's cool because you were talking also about philosophy. That's also like funny to see how the, we can talk to yours. Like you can as a, a puppeteer talk to yourself or like take a distance from yourself also. yes yes when you externalize those emotions it becomes the easiest way to sort of assess these um these uh, concepts i guess in real time it's like it's an out-of-body experience that way <laughs> yeah and i i really treasure that because the clown you know the way that the clown is sort of the most it's just an act of generosity by being the biggest fool in the room for everyone so that they can feel better about themselves and like breathe a breath of fresh air. I feel like a puppeteer is doing that in a way, like the way that ventriloquists do this a lot and that the puppet is kind of very self-aware and like he'll make fun of either the audience or the puppeteer and what they're doing. And the puppeteer has to be like, oh yeah, so sorry. Oh, he, you know, he said it, I didn't. And kind of creating that illusion in, in that way, I feel like when we acknowledge the puppet's shortcomings and, and, and show a level of awareness, I think like it just, it makes it that much more inclusive for an audience to, to get on the level with various viewpoints. Totally. That's amazing. I really enjoy that. As I'm performing in a circus show, I really yeah. get what you're saying. I really get yeah. it. Yeah, imagine. And, yeah. And in your opinion, what would be the best field of study or background for a puppeteer or in your perception? What is the, if you have a best path? Like a favorite <laughs> field of, of puppetry to study you said or, or no but more if someone wants to to be a puppeteer or become like sometimes people come from acting some people yes. come from different like building what is your vision True. about about that of like what is a good puppeteer background oh i mean uh, there are so many things like obviously it's such a technical job um to master the sort of the movement and like bringing, I mean, there are varying uh, schools of thought regarding what, how to bring the puppet to life and how far you can go to, down the sort of technical skill level of creating uh -huh. the illusion of life. 
Um, obviously like there are styles of puppetry that are just like more fun and, you know, like hand puppets that are very cartoony don't really abide by the same laws of like human physics. Yeah. Whereas marionettes for the most part, like it is all about really as much as you can trying to imbue like gravity and sort of like the weight of like the sort of the human experience, both emotionally and physically onto your figure. Uh -huh. Um, for me, like I, I very much make a point to be very technically proficient in my performance, but I definitely like my background was in acting and characters and voices. And I was a musician for several years. So I think like what you learn as a musician with, I always liken it. I mean, this is just my like circusy brain, but I picture it being like juggling or plate spinning. Mm -hmm. And you start with one plate and then you get more, you get comfortable with that and it becomes muscle memory. And then you're able to add more plates. Yes. I teach a puppetry workshop here in LA. I mean, right now everything's on pause, of course, but I was doing it on a monthly basis. And I talk about this a lot. Like I refer to it as plate spinning to my students. That's a good analogy. So, yeah. Yeah. I think so too. It's just like, I don't know. It's, it's easy to visualize for people. Um, but also it's like, you know, driving a stick shift where it's like something that you're thinking about very actively when you first begin. And it's like keeping all these things in play, all these balls that you're juggling, like in play at the same time, it can be a little jarring at first. And then it just becomes something where you get far more comfortable mm -hmm. using both sides of your brain, uh, yeah. that way. But I think absolutely studying acting in some measure doing improv or group you know working with other performers listening i mean a lot of the tenets of improv like being a really good listener is far more important than being someone who's incredibly clever yeah. uh and being very like funny all the time uh acting for sure helps i think singing and just having um a lot of confidence in some way as a performer but what helps about puppets is that you're able to sort of step outside of yourself and your own ego or, or sort of vanity or, or, or the, when you can step out of that performance and just mm -hmm. let the puppet yeah. do what they're doing. I mean, just being a truth teller and yeah. giving these, these inanimate objects, the ability to speak their truth and just making an assessment by looking at them and saying, well, I think that this is what they feel and letting that kind of personify. It's a, yeah. it's a far easier, task than standing in a room full of people and saying, hello, I'm Jared. And this is how I feel about, you know, A, B and C. Um, yeah. so, so that funny. being said, yeah, just, you know, music helps. And then for sure you touched on building. I built some hand puppets when I was first starting out and I got very into it, but I, I always, I, I'm a performer. And so the, 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 the purpose for the building was always just to have my own puppets to work with. But I really do think if people have an interest in puppetry, at least learning the sort of simplest style of building to know what a puppeteer wants out of their puppet. I mean, it's their instrument. Yeah. And so understanding the what goes into the building of a puppet will definitely inform a lot of performance things. Totally. I like your work comparing the thing like maybe with music me i always do the parallel with drums it's like you play with more yeah. your feet at the same time than the, the uh -huh. hands and because you are also a teacher i want to ask you 
what is your definition? Like when a kid or someone asks you, what is a puppet? Like what's your own definition of a puppet? Oh boy. Well, I mean, here's, yeah, this is where it gets like very philosophical for me, like in my class, like I think that all of us before we, you know, without having being instructed or doing any research at some point, all of us when we were children without very little coaxing or you know needing a push or, or someone sort of explaining sort of the concepts of like artistry or anything like that we just had an impulse to be storytellers and puppetry being you know uh older than the pyramids i mean thousands of years old form of sharing folklore and the history and keeping sort of stories alive it is at the end of the day it's storytelling and so when i think at, at some point when we were all kids when we were all manipulating our either dolls or action figures it was the way that children communicated in a in a, in a way that goes beyond language barriers you mm -hmm. know children on the play yard before even they have a mastery of their own you know native tongue there is the the way that kids connect with each other which was just sharing their dolls and sharing stories and creating stories you know and i i always picture like liking it you know being in the sandbox the sort of community that you have with other kids that goes beyond any of your sort of genetic makeup or your creed or your beliefs or your background um your identity and yeah. you can explore these themes as a puppeteer and for some reason, I think it's like a, a a muscle or an instinct that's that gets lost, like when people grow up and they set it aside as like a child's plaything. Yeah. Um, but a puppet is is a powerful, more than a, a performance medium for me. A puppet is a, an incredibly powerful instrument for communication. Totally. I agree so much with what you said, with everything. It's kind of really something when you try to explain it you have to bring people to their past a bit like you know when you were a kid that's really part of it and do you think puppetry is in an ascension or it's getting less popular in your vision oh no i i believe that we are 100 in a puppetry renaissance right now i think like it's been very evident that it's coming back in a huge way i mean even just in a way that people may when even if puppetry isn't on sort of the the forefront of people's minds or like in the zeitgeist they don't realize that what they're or it's like the 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 resurgence of practical effects being used in you know cinema right now is mm -hmm. is very evident of that whether or not people quantify what they're seeing or think about oh yeah, yeah those are people animating these effects and creating realism through surrealism um it's it's coming back in a big way because more and more there is a demand for people wanting to see the old ways of you know realistic models or you know um creatures as opposed to puppets you know like the really realistic things that are being animated before our eyes that's not to say that or disparage the leaps and bounds that have been made uh for digital animation that is also employs real-time performance um the henson company is 
sort of paving a lot of their programming today on PBS and stuff. People just like at at a at a glance, it looks like just you know digital computer animation, and it is. But all of those characters are being operated and voiced in real time. So that mm -hmm. the, the Henson digital puppetry system is like extremely advanced and very technical. Um, yeah. And so you know, it's it's everywhere. It's really everywhere, and it's 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 growing and evolving, whilst like old styles are coming back too. I mean, the fact that like I've fallen so in love with marionettes and mm -hmm. do them wherever I can. And just to put them like, you know, in people's minds, like, oh, wow. So they can appreciate this long thought lost style of expression. I think that puppetry will always be around and it'll always find a way to adapt and evolve. That's great. That's great. That's true. It's our job to Oops, lost your sound for a second. Sorry. Yeah. Let me. Oh. Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, maybe it's lagging. Can you hear I me? hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I hear hold on. You well. I'm going to get. I have some headphones here. One second. Okay. No problem. Take you on a little tour of the house. While yeah, you can headphones. show us the, the, the puppet on the way. You may must have a lot of good, good stuff around. We saw puppets on the wall. We saw. Amazing. And I will conclude with the biggest question about the purpose. So Jared will answer us about his purpose. You're Hello. Here? Hello. I no, hear you. I don't know. I've lost my sound. Oh, yeah? But I hear you. I have your... I get you what you said. Maybe we can... I hear you. It's, it's you can hear me yeah so maybe mm. you don't hear Darn. my last question oh i wonder maybe you can bring a puppet <laughs> it's almost what, at the end what if i uh, close and open will that mess it up uh no i think it, it could be fine let me try it yeah let's try it sorry about this oh so, yeah technical difficulties i will hide it will come back soon so i i always end with the biggest question you know like a purpose sometimes as artists we we have vision of the future i think it's it's part of our job to to see our vision our career also in the future so i will ask Jared the last question about his like biggest purpose as a puppeteer so as you have worked with jim anson and bob baker maybe you have like an interesting thing to share with us with this uh this podcast about his career. So during the time he just reset his phone, I would just talk a little bit about the podcast. So right now we are building our website. So we, we and we also extend on multiple platforms. The podcast is now on uh, iTunes, Spotify, and on Instagram. We have some stuff going on there. We are on YouTube and on Facebook. So we keep like building the MailChimp and the stuff to build a big community. In this confinement, we just have to find a way to connect with each other. So that's why I create that. And I keep doing it as I'm not on tour. So if you know any puppeteers, like if you, you, you want to be part of the podcast, you want to to share your knowledge or your philosophy about puppetry. That's the place to be. So next week I will have a, another one, but I want to make a little bit more like to, 
to have more AI find other platforms. So we keep exploring and improve the, the technicality of it. So we will have uh, some English uh, friend going on. And for the French people, just be in touch with me and we will do also more French podcasts. So I don't see Jared coming back. Maybe get lost on the, on the, on the platform. But um, I can maybe check with Facebook to see if he's around. And during this time, I, I will just keep talking and just have some, uh, some stuff to say. Because, you know, part of a host of a podcast, it's to be able to entertain the audience and, and just uh, just have a, a bit of a conversation. So if you want to chat with me, you are always welcome to give me some, some question, maybe for me or for Jared. Like, I would just write to him, are you able to come back? Let's see. We have people, you have like 18, 18 people watching us and make some reactions. So you can like just encourage me to, to have him back. I'm back, but I don't see you. Oh my God. You know, this platform is really clever, but maybe I will resend the link. BeLife is, is kind of really, uh, really cool, but sometimes maybe um, we, we have to just figure. Sometimes it's also our connection. As I, I'm doing some workshop about online stuff, we, um, oh, is there? We, we learn a lot on this. Okay, let's bring you back in the screen. Hey, hi. He, 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 you're there. Oh, I don't see you. You're there, you're there, Jarek? I can hear you now, can you hear me? Yes, I tried to bring you in the screen, but you're <laughs> Well, I mean, we're, at least I'm back. I, we, at least I can okay. hear what you're saying. Yeah, I can like ask you my biggest question for the end. It's so sorry for the delay. It's not a problem. I could like tell people some stuff about the, what's going on with the podcast during Perfect. the time you, you handle the technicality. My last question is about your biggest purpose as a puppeteer. What oh, is wow. it for you? Like what you see in the future for your career? Oh boy. Um, well, puppetry, like for me, I mean, it came at a pretty it's been a place where I've been able to work through a lot of, I mean, this gets pretty deep and like emotional, but like it, it's been a place where I've worked through like a lot of past trauma for sure. Like, and emotional mm -hmm. things that are difficult for me to like hold. But I found that like puppets have been a way for me to sort of step outside all of those feelings that like when it gets too heavy as a, as an individual to carry, living out these themes and these stories through these creatures that are larger than life. Uh, it's been a really magical way for me to sort of uh, step outside of that and actually sort of quantify these things and, and find connections with people. I don't know. I truly find like the, the best way that I'm able to communicate and connect with my fellow person is by living out these these stories through puppets because they, 
it's just it's it's a weird kind of phenomenon that happens but i feel like my best self as a puppet and in the last year i've had immense changes in my you know in my life and a shift in my career um and things that have been you know like me sort of working through emotional growth and sort of mental health things and by like not losing my not losing touch with puppetry like it, it's been uh it's been very powerful i think like and talking about isolation and stuff the way that everyone is kind of alone right now and having mm -hmm. to just have find time to be creative i feel so like blessed that i have puppetry because i i i don't feel probably as alone as as i would um with without puppets because i've created this kind of world for myself um this like level of uh, i don't know maybe in a time where escapism isn't as it's everywhere it's run rampant where like escapism felt like a thing that was really important for people in the older days like say like the great depression when people would go and to a, the cinema and watch you know a, a a movie and and leave the drudgery of their reality for mm -hmm. for a while yeah. now in modern times like everyone is a performer because you're on social media and you know doing it's kind of like we're saturated with content and me being a person who always wanted to be a performer and, and loved attention as a child and obviously still love it. Like I, the pursuit of puppetry has been a way for me to take all the things that I'm good at and turn it into something beautiful and benevolent because at the end of the day, puppets just, they heal people and um, they make people so happy and, and that return to a place of childlike wonder is so special for children and adults alike. Um, and so in pursuit of that, by like looking outside of myself and my needs, I, I feel like I'm healing myself by healing others through puppetry. Totally. And they have like a lot of comments when you were saying that we have Pablo who said that he really agree about the fact that our art is really therapeutic yes absolutely yeah. i mean there are people uh, i had someone take my puppetry class who uh is a child psychologist and she was trying to employ the you know she was she was already working with paper bag puppets and her her um, patients and she just wanted to learn a bit more about sort of the exploration of characters so just to make her work that much more profound with the use of puppetry and it like even just talking about it like today i, I still get so touched just thinking mm -hmm. about that impact that puppets are able to have um and i felt really blessed and honored to be a part of that experience in order to help her on her journey to connect and help children you know yes it's, it's so it's so vital to um all of us and uh i yeah, i hope it it never goes away and uh i'm just very i'm very glad to to be a puppeteer so if anybody you know is struggling with emotions and things that if they if they were able to see someone who was able to move through things and grow in an emotional healthy way mm -hmm. then if that inspires them at all to pursue it not maybe not just in a career as like a performer or you know looking for it as a place to have financial stability or you know just mm -hmm. a, something to incorporate into their lives 
as a way to connect with their family and their friends and, and reach people on a different level that isn't so much about the self. Yes, we have like Nicola and Randall who say like, right on, and uh, the puppet power is, is with us. I, that's amazing. Yes. That's, I'm really oh, glad to, we have the time to, to connect in this kind of, like it's, it's our intimacy as a puppeteer. We, we just like share how like this passion is really like, really not fragile, but it's really delicate what we, we do as a connection and a communication with this audience. And I really, I'm really glad that you get the chance to say that in, in this podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, I, it's an amazing thing you're doing. And I, I'm so, I feel like it's a real honor to be uh, considered to come and talk to you about it today. It's something that's very special to me. And right now, my, the biggest and what feels like the most special part of my journey right now is where I'm at in that I'm in a position to share it with others. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to talk about it at large with you. Yeah, you're really welcome. I don't know if people could see you like in, and now we are more in the audio. I would love at the end to finish with, with a puppet, but it, it's kind uh, of... I know. Yeah, yeah, is there... I mean, I saw myself just before you said you were going to bring me back on the screen. I don't know yeah. if that had anything... Maybe you, could you just try to, to go and come back? And sure. I mean, we, yeah, if we have time we, for that, absolutely. Yeah, we, we could take a, a minute and you can bring a puppet just to conclude it and people will be really happy to see you performing oh, great. So yeah. let's let's try it and i will entertain the people during the, the the 30 seconds you're doing that okay so let's see i think yes we have him yeah i see you let's bring you in the okay. screen hooray i'm back works. boom yes okay so let's let's finish with a puppet here i Something am all right i introduce you to a couple friends here bring a friend in the screen and maybe we can talk a little bit with this guy <laughs> you might recognize uh this guy real quick his pierrot this was this is a puppet built by uh eugene saragan he's a russian puppeteer uh from moscow and he built some puppets at bob baker this is a wonderful little design i wish i had a surface because i'm just holding him up on the screen for you to see but <laughs> a wonderful geometric shape and I like oh. to do this thing where he notices my control. Oh, and then I give him that. Yeah, could you bring it more uh, to the, it's, it's, ups, it's, an, um, yeah, we have him. Uh oh, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing with that? Uh oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's, uh, he's trying to get a job at Cirque du Soleil as well. So I think yeah. he's trying to impress you with his acrobatics. <laughs> Amazing. I oh. love string puppet. I really That's like Kiro. that. That's And this is my friend, uh, Dogula. Hello. Oh. Who is there? It, Make yourself known to me. It's Caroline. <laughs> Hello, Caroline. Hello. My name is Dogula. <laughs> Dogula. Are, are you yeah. a vampire? Oh, uh, what gave it away? <laughs> yes, I am a hybrid dog vampire, and I am I'm here to uh, sort of elevate the uh, sort of uh, the charm on this program. Perhaps you'll want to do another episode with just me 
and my uh, my input. I could fill up three episodes with what I know. I'm a centuries-old dog vampire. Dogula. And I'm sensing a real connection here. It might be a poor internet connection, but I'm sensing a very palpable human connection with you. I feel it too, Dogula. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Thank you very much, Dogula, to be part of the podcast. We have like people <laughs> who really enjoy it on the chat. Oh, sure. well, I'm so glad. Hello, everybody. You can see me. I, I will be performing on Instagram live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific Central, Pacific Standard Time, not Central, not Central, Pacific <laughs> Time. Yes. So, yeah, we will put the link down there and maybe people could connect on your Instagram, the Dragula. Oh, I, yes, I'm going to do a little bit of drag on the show. We'll see. I'm, I'm uh, currently in talks with RuPaul to be on the next episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> amazing. A amazing. drag dog vampire count. Drag. It's, 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 a, it's a hybrid for the, the ages. Amazing. Why not? <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm broken. I'm, I'm, that, that's so... That's so cool. I like it. Could you say to your uh, master that we we will uh, see him uh, last time? Uh, Get over here. We... <laughs> Come on. What are you doing? Why are you just hovering off frame? He's always hovering. Always hovering. He's, you're standing right there. Could you have picked a louder shirt to wear? Yes. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I didn't uh, realize I was still welcome here. Yeah, thank you very much, Jared, uh, for this moment of puppetry and this interview. That was really amazing. Thank you so much for having me. This is a real honor. It's a treat. Thank you for putting up with all of us here. Uh, yeah. I really appreciate being on and talking with you. This is such a wonderful podcast. Yeah, I really love to to meet some fellow like Dougla and people like that. So. Thank you, sharing everyone. If you listen this, you can share the podcast, share um, the opportunity of coming and talk with me, and we will have a more of those kind of funny character on the screen. That's amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So have a nice evening and uh, keep doing your show with Dragula tonight. It's tonight. If people wants to see it, is it tonight? Oh, it's a. Uh, it was last night. It was. Okay, uh, your lips are moving. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Does that bother anybody else? No, no. We. Your lips are moving. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, so next Friday, it's a, yeah. a rendezvous for everyone. Yeah, so I next, it yeah. Fridays, uh, six p.m. Uh, Pacific time. But thank you again so much for having me on, and uh, for anyone who's interested, uh, the this is a wonderful puppet that's just got a foam face and just very simple material as his body. But these puppets are produced in Argentina um, by a company called uh, Los Titeres del Cerro. And they they make any character you can imagine. And so I fell in love with this little guy and the character was born. Why are you telling my backstory for everyone? It's my personal business. I just thought people might want to know. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, they're really, really spectacular. Everyone should check them out. Yeah, I will, I will check it and I will put the link also. Cool. On this. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you everyone for joining us and have a wonderful evening. 
So thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Caroline. See you in the future with Puppet Art and subscribe, share, yeah. and everything. Yes, yes. absolutely. Thank you. Yeah.